Jordan. This is Tom. This is Dan. And we are Borders, and you're listening to Interview Under Fire. All right, everyone, I'm going to welcome you all back to a brand new episode of Interview Under Fire at the end of 2022. The time is flying by here. This is your beloved host and Sonny here, as always. And today, I have the honor of speaking with a, a few fine and talented gentlemen in Tom Britton, Dan Hodson, and Jordan Oliphant. Uh, it's an honor, guys. Thank you. Uh, we're missing Gavin. Uh, the whole party isn't here, unfortunately. So, Gavin, uh, we miss you. What the heck? You, sh- you should have joined us. Uh, but, man, uh, you know, I want to thank you all for joining our IUF series today. You know, not only is the year ending, right, but we're doing it with a bang for you and 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 Borders with the drop of your latest album, Bloom Season, which just came out November 18th on Rising Empire. So many great releases this year, right? And you guys just added on to that. I do want to kick things off by commending you on all this, you know, well-deserved recognition this has been getting so far. Uh, I mean, leading up to all this, I mean, a lot to unravel about this genre-bending record and what you're all about, each of you. Before we get to all that, right, uh, I want to ask a question. I don't think if I'm going to ask, like, we've been talking for, like, the last 15 minutes. How are you, <laughs> Jordan, Dan, and Tom? I mean, uh, I, I believe you guys also just finished up a uh, small touring cycle surrounding the album release, right? You guys played a few shows around the UK. I mean, yeah, cheers, right. guys. The album is an absolute banger. Have you had the Thank chance you. to take it all in? Whoever wants to go first. <laughs> well, I think we all, I can speak for everyone. We're all feeling a bit uh, a bit tired because, yeah, we all got back late last night. That's a good uh, so thing. <laughs> day back off from tour. Um, we're all missing it, but also I could do with a nap, to be honest. <laughs> you know, yeah, still on our party that. vibes. Been partying for like, this is this is going to be a whole a party straight. for everyone who's listening this this whole podcast. So Dan and Jordan, wherever, whenever you guys want to chime in on how your experience was. I mean, you guys have an album out. This is exciting stuff. You know, it's uh, considering what's been happening the last two years. This is something that was stripped away from us. You know, I I, I don't know if that's that's something to take in mind when you look back on, you know, where borders was to where you guys are now. I mean, this is, this is big stuff. I mean, I, I mean, like Tom answered it, you know, Jordan and Dan, have you, have you taken this all in? I, I know Dan's Dan's the one you that's telling me, it's of... like, you want an autograph with me? What? You want a picture <laughs> with me after the show? <laughs> yeah, no, it's pretty crazy. Like we, we um, were essentially self-managed, self-booked, uh, when we released Purify through Long Branch Records. And, uh, you know, we were grinding really hard and we still, you know, we still do that. I don't actually think it ever stops until you become like Slipknot and then you can hire other people to do it for you. Um, but, yeah, you know, we, we've been working super hard um, and, and throughout Purify, um, we, you know, we, we'd sell fairly well and people would know who we were and we'd have the odd, like, oh, can I have an autograph or a picture or whatever? But it was always a picture with... Uh, the rest of the band and there was definitely occasions where people would hand me the camera and ask me to take a picture of my bandmates with them <laughs> this person doesn't even know i'm in the band because i was hidden at the back playing the drums you know but uh, yeah it has been very different with um bloom season you know arising are a bigger label um and they've got their fingers in a lot of pies um and they've done some great stuff for us um our agent is obviously getting us on some much stronger stuff yeah. And I know at the end of this interview, you're going to ask me what we've got going on, and I'm not going to tell you. Um, <clears throat> and then uh, our manager is just, he's awesome as well. The amount of opportunities he's opened up for us 
Um, you just you just can't put a, a price on any of it. Um, and all of that mashed together has really pushed the band forward with Bloom Season. And we're super happy about it because, you know, the album itself for us is the most sort of um, personal thing that we've written and the most like, you know, to the heart thing that we've written. We haven't sort of sat down and overanalyzed uh, like we have done with previous releases of what might be relatable or what would the crowd like to hear or, you know, we've literally just sat down and written music that we like the sound of and that's why it's come out how it has in terms of being a little bit out there and creative, which was scary, but people seem to be loving it. So yeah. it's great. Jordan? Yeah, I think we're just feeling like appreciative of the fans really and also appreciative of the fact that we can go out and play shows like we kind of took it for granted maybe before the lockdown and then obviously we had like a year and a half where we just couldn't gig um i think we had like a we had like a live gig where it was all on like separate webcams and like playing a song um but like apart from that we had nothing so like we were super excited to like have a release and then be able to tour it so Although we're all very tired today. Uh, <laughs> Thank you guys for doing this with me, though. I know, I know. As you can imagine. We're, um, <laughs> I think we're also buzzing as well because um, the shows went down really well. And um, yeah, the, the fans, uh, they turned up. They turned up, man. Man, we're going to so. use this conversation as just a way to you know reflect on everything that happened in the last, what, six to eight days or a week. I mean, Dan, I'm expecting this. When you come to the States... I want you to have a sticker that says, hi, I'm Dan, something like that. Like just when you're at the, I, I want to see that when you're at the, like the merch booth, people will know who you are. It's going to be make, it'll make it even more hilarious, you know? <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. Or just uh, any promos in the future. It'll just be my face. The best part about Dan's face is just like, it's just, it's just, you know, it, it's just, his face is just there. You know, it's not like. <laughs> Like he's, he's, he's got, he's got the beard. He's got the hair. It's just the standard face. Just put this face on every, make it like the, make it like a backdrop at this point when you guys are up there, you know, just put dance face on there. I'm going to screen yeah, this. <laughs> you know, uh, I, I was, I was going to ask this, you know, we talked about in retrospect, you know, how the last two years has affected all of us really. But for fans and listeners who don't already know guys, I, here's what I want to do. I want to go back to 2012, maybe even before that, because that was a significant time for Borders, I believe, because until until the formation of the band uh, with you guys and then Gavin, whoever wants to take this, because I think this is an important thing to talk about, because it is only up from here. I, I, I have I have so much confidence in you guys going forward, especially with this album drop, which we'll talk about, which we'll talk about in detail in a moment. But if you could just briefly talk about that moment in your lives when you knew that this is what you wanted to do going forward. Like we have this band, we have something special here. You know, I know everything went by in a blink, but in 10 years, have you had a chance to like, Hey, you know, we're actually going to make this happen. Like, when did you realize that borders is borders? I think when, um, cause when, uh, cause me and Dan, we met at uni um, around that time um, doing an audio course, like music production, that kind of yeah. thing. And we both spoke about how we've been in bands before and, you know, just how we, and, you know, shared a similar love of similar music and stuff and um, about how much we enjoy playing live. And we're both like, let's just have a jam together. And I think at that point we we're both like, wow, you know, to each other, like we're both really good. We should, we should do more of this. And then 
you know, Dan knew Gav and because he was in his previous band. And it was kind of like, I think when you first start a band, if you've got no history of it, I was showing some friends we had like a demo or something and they were like, wow, this sounds like a real band. And you're like, yeah, it does, doesn't it? It actually sounds quite good. <laughs> Where's that demo? Do you still have that demo? Oh God, I <laughs> maybe on Gav's laptop in hidden away in an yeah. attic somewhere. That it should, never be, that. it should never be unleashed. It should well, never be. At least it has unleashed. like a B side or something like that. I'm just a fan <laughs> out there, but I'm just saying that's something I want to hear. Because I mean, Jordan, okay, your okay. your vocals were. I mean, when did you? How did you know that you were able to sing like this? <laughs> um, actually, I was I was 14 years old, and uh, <laughs> I remember I was like I was in my room trying to scream with my cousin, and it just yeah. didn't come out so like i try and make the noise and it just sounded like i don't know like a dog barking or something it was terrible and then um i was trying to scream pray for plagues by bring me the horizon yeah you know that's oh, we just covered them actually here in dallas a couple weeks ago anyway oh yeah. sweet great band yeah, incredible band yeah but um and uh it just kind of came out it was like a lion's roar and i was like jesus christ i can scream so i was really young it was like half my life ago and um and then from there, I, I knew that I had the talent to do it because I don't think everyone can scream. I think it's um, as much as you can, you can build on it. I feel like it is kind of a natural ability to, to be able to do that. So, um, so yeah, that was the first, first time. I, yeah. I so, so Tom and Jordan, so you guys were first forming the band and then is that no, when I, I actually joined the band, like three years later because they had a, a vocalist before me okay gotcha and then and then uh dan gavin when did you guys well didn't gavin's not here but you could speak for him uh when did you guys come along and finally you guys came you know became a final unit uh well me and uh gav went to college together we did music together so awesome me and gav had a college band and then you know that fizzled out um and then i went to uni met tom and then brought Gav back from previous projects to working on what I was working with Tom on, which then created Borders. Um, and then we were um, advertising for a vocalist that was local. And Lincoln is not a big city in the UK. Um, there isn't the biggest scene in the world there. It was really difficult to find anybody. Um, but we managed to get somebody called Luke Clawson. And if you, just for later, for your own entertainment, if you search Borders Wolves in YouTube, <laughs> you'll hear our first ever song, yeah, <laughs> which yeah, has yeah. got him on there. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So is this there's, something that fans can like they can they can go on YouTube and do this, right? Yeah, there's but it hasn't got Jordan in it. And um, it sounds very different. And uh, but yeah, it's the first thing that we ever wrote. And we were, you know, we were we were students at the time and stuff. But yeah, it's a real throwback. We've got a self-made lyric video and everything. It's it's not very good, but you know, you gotta start somewhere, right? Yeah. So. Uh, Tom is like itching to say something. Go ahead. What, what do you want to say? Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh earlier, I was just gonna mention it. it. I mean, if people are interested, there are two EPs out there in the ether for you to oh, hunt yeah. down. Um, that are pre-Jordan. Okay. Loads so uh can can fans like can can they listen to this on YouTube as well? It's something that's it's on YouTube, like yeah, none of them are on Spotify, but they're on YouTube. All right, gotta make it on Spotify, guys. Get it all out there because, by the way, <laughs> uh, I see behind Jordan. I see the. I think that's the cover for Purity behind you. By the way, is that it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah great it. album, by the way. If you guys haven't uh, listened to Purity yet, I mean, stop what you're doing. Go Purify. listen to that now because that, 
It's it's called purify. Purify, purify, not purity. <laughs> I didn't have the heart to tell him. <laughs> We're just gonna end it right there. Purify, purify. Uh, so, hey, I've heard that album. It's it's a it's a great debut album. So if anyone who hasn't heard it, um, go listen to that now because I I, I actually heard it on YouTube actually. Um, so. Uh, I mean, talk about uh, that was what three years ago. I mean, can't believe it was like three years ago, right before the pandemic hit. And then you guys are coming out with this. Let's talk about this uh, album here really quick because Bloom Season, right? This dropped November 18th on A Rising Empire. This is your second album. Now, real quick, A Rising Empire, you guys were just recently signed on to them. And, and I mentioned bands like Eyes Wide Open, Future Palace, Landmarks, Venues. We've had those bands on our publication and shout out to those guys. I mean, I got to ask you, what's the feeling like kicking out this new chapter for Borders, you know, with the label like Rising Empire? It's opened up a whole new world of opportunities for us, really. Um, just giving us a whole new platform. And I feel like because we've obviously switched it with the genre as well, it kind of made sense to to look elsewhere and see who was putting bands on the map for this kind of thing. And um yeah, they they have for the fallen dreams and like bands that we've uh, we've looked up to for a little bit, and um, yeah, it's just it's just been great, man. It's been awesome. I'm like it gives I'm like, us opportunities to do stuff like this as well, you know. Because yeah. if we were still working DIY like we have done for such a long time, we wouldn't even you know know to be able to contact you. Uh, so we, we wouldn't even be sat here right now. So there's so many opportunities that they've presented to us that otherwise we just wouldn't have had the know how or ability or context to you know make things happen so yeah uh tom if you wanted to add on to this uh, let me know because i, I wanted to say because uh, it's really cool that you guys have a label like a rising empire backing you because not only are they helping you grow but you're also helping them grow you know because borders with those bands that i just mentioned i think just it, it expands on their catalog as well it really shows how much they care about because you guys as far as like the creativity within this album i feel like you guys really had that creativity that free form to do whatever you want and it was really reached with you know i thought it was first heard on purify 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 thank you dan um That's it. Yeah, yeah, nice. <laughs> I, I appreciate that um <laughs> and and that is and that is the cover behind jordan i see him behind uh his his left shoulder there this was a perfect follow-up also to 2019's uh purified that was a, a great debut it was it was a nice setup to bloom season i feel like because i mean the, the genres that you guys have uh, put in on this album between metalcore and hip-hop uh grime even i mean hardcore and then alternative metal i mean i have to ask you you got that debut album out the way right you know you know and and purify is there for people to hear and what's the term that we hear a lot these days you know it's that sophomore slump it's like you get that debut album out right and then you have this next album all right now what can we do did you guys sense any pressure at all when you guys decided to sit down and write again for a new album even just a follow-up because you know the new chapter this new label i mean it, it really builds stacking on top of the other and people are hearing about you guys now you know pressure like is that something that resonated with you guys or was just I, like you know what you know what fuck it we're gonna do whatever we want no I don't think that we did feel pressure. I feel like we didn't want to conform with this album. We kind of just did what what we enjoyed. Mm -hmm. um, and that that's apparent in the music, you know. So we, we, we was always kind of experimenting with like the rap style. 
and um, that kind of it started off as a couple of beers and a couple of silly um, silly bars here and there, and then that ended up being like actually the recipe for success. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. So um, yeah, and then we just knew that that was the direction we wanted to take. I've got um, kind of a background in. Uh, rap a little bit i i used to go to rap battles in my hometown <laughs> bro so i didn't actually battle myself but i was heavily involved in that community and um yeah so we just we brought that to metal and um yeah it is what it is this chaos <laughs> paid off tom and dan did you want to add on to that i wonder also like uh when you guys before you guys uh, uh answer i was gonna say ask like what were you guys listening to at that time at, during the recording of this album or before you guys even stepped in to record Bloom Season? You know, I always like to ask questions like that. If something different in your discography that you were listening to that really influenced it. I can I think- almost guarantee that Dan's will be slipped, not. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, uh, I'm a changed man. <laughs> I, uh, I, I think in terms of like the pressure thing, I think we were all right. And I think that's good. I know some people, they work really well under pressure and often that can like push out you know, interesting things. But I think with this, you know, I felt like we got our, we got our first record out of the way, you know, and it was like, it's definitely a metalcore record. And I felt like when we came around to writing this one, we felt like we had so much more in us. We've all got such varying tastes and we, you know, I think we just want to have more fun with the writing process as well. Mm -hmm. Um, And just getting everyone involved, putting all these things into a pot and trying to make it work. And I think the pressure wasn't really there because as soon as like we wrote, Fade to Black, which is the first single, we like, oh, we're onto something here. And um, we had like a bunch of other metalcore songs in the pipeline and um, that we just scrapped after that because we thought these aren't going to be good enough to match up to this. We've we've found a, we've found a new stride here. Um, so, and once we started doing that, the any pressure we had kind of went because we just started enjoying it <laughs> and being happy yeah. with what we were making. I mean, and from songs like Fade to Black to Nothing Wrong With Me, uh, which that made me, made me my favorite song on this album to cut the rope to title track. There were a lot of changeups. You think the album is going one direction, but it goes completely the other way. And I really appreciated that. I wonder how much did things change from when you guys first started recording on bloom season to where you ended up finishing it. Did a lot change in between did nothing change, which is also okay. Did you already guys already have like a specific sound from day one or did it just evolve into what it is, what I'm hearing right now? It definitely was an evolution. Like I think when we started, like we had Fade to Black and it was, it, the core was there, but a lot of our sound as well um, was helped along by John at Concrete Studios, our producer. He just brought Shout so many, him. yeah, so much, so much stuff to the table and made it sound amazing. And I think his creativity then kind of encouraged us to be more creative and throw more ideas in and do things we wouldn't even have thought of before because we think, you know what? You know, we can we can we can throw this in here and give it give it a try. Whereas I think before working with other producers, we almost didn't. We went in with a kind of a bit of a robotic way. Not that you know anyone we worked with before has been bad or anything. Everyone's you know talented and everything sounds good. But I felt like we did it. It's like we here's the song, make it sound good. You know, mix it, <laughs> sound incredible, awesome. With John, there's a lot more back and forth, and we felt open to experimentation a lot more. Um, and the sound because we were working with him even during the writing process uh, for a lot of the tracks, then that kind of changed how the whole album sounded while we were writing it. Let me ask you guys this question as you're Tom, as you're telling me about what you just, what you just said about the recording process, about all this, you guys 
those genres that I mentioned, right? Metalcore, hip hop, hardcore, what I just talked about. I'm seeing a lot of bands like yourselves come into the scene with that type of fusion. Are you guys seeing the same thing or is it just me? Because this new, I feel like this new revitalization of, if you can call it one genre, maybe new metal is the word. I don't know what it is, but a lot of these bands are coming up into the scene with the sounds that you guys are. And it's a, it's a convoluted room of a lot of these bands trying to make their way. It's not easy to do, but you guys stand out from that. What do you guys think? There's no right or wrong answer to this. What makes you guys stand out from that crowd of bands who are trying to do the same thing? Because the way that you guys are doing it, I feel like there's a challenge. You know, you're putting hip hop and metalcore. Jordan, that's not easy, dude. <laughs> you know, it's, you know, Dan, same for you. I mean, it, it, I, I got to imagine like if it's you have to listen to two different genres you know, in separate instances and then put them together. Like, Is it challenging? I know it's like a loaded question here, but as far as the genre within borders, a lot of these bands are coming up trying to do the same thing. But you guys stand out. Why do you think you guys stand out? Um, well, for me, it's it's more like the lyrical content I feel really resonates with people. Um, but also we've we've noticed bands do a similar kind of thing. You've got hacktivists that do like a gent grime. Yeah. Whereas like we started with metalcore, but we wanted to add like a new metal grime aspect. So it's more we call it new metalcore. Um, but the lyrics are, are quite personal to to us and we really wanted that to to resonate with other people so i feel it is quite raw it's quite emotional it's gritty uh also it's very british sounding <laughs> so uh um, i love that actually that's that's quite different as well but um i've seen quite a lot of bands step up and do this kind of thing in the last year uh was we've kind of been i suppose we've been writing these kind of songs for like three four years now so um, maybe we just knew that there would be a comeback at this moment. In yeah, time. we we were discussing this whilst on tour. We were like, I don't understand, like how how why, how has this happened? <laughs> we thought that we were like putting this, like you know, taking a real dive on like almost old school genre of like new metal and trying to modernize it. And was like, yeah, we're gonna be the only band that doing this sweet and like we've got it all in our back pocket we're ready to release it and then by the time we release it there's already like three bands that have done a similar thing we're like how has this happened <laughs> but i'm just saying that that, that makes for a great tour you know so the bands that i mentioned already you guys should mm -hmm. do i'm just a fan again a rising empire if you're listening please listen hear me out borders and then bring along future palace landmark landmarks was just here by the way they're good friends of ours uh venues the city is ours even like bring all those guys together you guys doing a tour with them holy shit i'll probably be the one going crazy in the pit but that's <laughs> i mean you i mean you uh, you know the uh point to yours dan like it's it would that would make for a great tour like i love it when bands have that you know because so many genres being thrown into the into here and it it really is like a, a new version of new metal that I've I never you know you know thought before you know hardcore is doing the same thing with you know whatever turnstile and knock loose are doing on their side deathcore with the direction White Chapel is taking a shout out to Brand of Sacrifice it's really cool to see that I've I have a newfound appreciation for the genres like new metal hardcore metalcore it's really cool to see that because bands are finding a way to become more creative and you guys are a part of that so. That's why I wanted to ask something like that. And um, I want to segue into this one. Your producer for this album. Holy shit. Um, we have to talk about him because 
the sound itself was a big part of this record that I really love. My, my listeners here on IUF already know how much of an audiophile I am. I'm very picky on how I want my music to sound, the way I want it to sound. I didn't have to mess with any EQ levels on this album, guys. Talk about this as far as the production. I mean, I'm sure there was that sense of comfortability in the studio for you, knowing you had someone like, what was his name? Uh, John? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, what was it like working with him? Have you worked with him before? And is this something that you can take with you going forward on a possible future Borders album? Um, we, we came across him because, uh, again, when we were more sort of DIY with the purif- Purify stuff, we had a, a handful of demos that we were um, working on. And uh, we thought that Fate of Black was sort of like a special one that had more potential. And we sent that out to a few producers and they sent it back to us. And we weren't very happy with it. Um, but in the in the in the back of all of that, I was pitching us, you know, agents and managers and things like that, and trying to build our team up in prep for the next release. Um, and uh, Ollie, our manager from FM uh, Music Management, um, took a punt on us, I guess, uh, and was like, "Yeah, this this song sounds cool. This is better than your other songs. I think there's a lot of potential here. Um, however, I know this producer that can make this song ten times better." I'm going to go and have a word with him and he'll put a little demo mix together for you and send it over and we'll see where we go from there. And uh, it was just mad because we heard like some bad mixes of it <laughs> coming back to us from producers that we'd sent it out to. And uh, honestly, like we didn't really have any expectations. We were even a bit sad because we, the, uh, not going to name any <laughs> producers in particular, but we sent it to somebody expecting a really, really good outcome and they sent it back to us. And honestly, if we, if we were ever, close to just being like, let's just pack it in. It was when we got that back. It was just bad. Yeah. But um, this producer, uh, John, um, just what he threw together in like a few hours onto that track was crazy and it just transformed the song and made it so much better. Um, and once we'd heard that, we were like, we can do an album that sounds like this. Sweet. So we just sacked Shout off. Shout out to John, more... man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so we sacked off the... Um, uh, more sort of don't like to say it but like generic metal corey type songs and was like we'll start to write in a sense of Tom will put a beat together uh, just a purely electronic beat and Geordie will rap over it and then we'll build riffs around that rather than we'll just do a whole song of just mad riffs and you know choruses and you know big guitar parts and things like that for Geordie to work with we started to change how we were writing so that when we gave the songs to John he already had a fairly solid reference point to work from, from an electronic uh, perspective. Yeah, um, yeah. And that's, that's how it's all happened. And it's completely different to how we've written anything in the past, but yeah, John was very, 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 very important in the uh, overall outcome of what this album sounds like. And, and this question goes for all three of you. Do you guys ever fall into that trap where, so uh, I, I, like I said, I come from a family, family musician. So I've seen how producers work behind the scenes. Producers like to take a seat back, but we got to give a shout out to John because he did amazing on this. But these three of you, do you guys ever fall into that trap where you hear the final draft of, of your music? Right. And then you're just like, you know what? I should have done it this way. <laughs> I think, I think that's one of the challenges of doing anything like creative like this is that, yeah, how do you know when it's done? Like, there's no point where you go, right? That's like, you, you, I feel like you, if you listen to it enough times, you're always going to find something to tweak. Oh, this could do a little bit of this or that, or I could, maybe I could put in a little sound here or some more instrumentation or swap things around. And I feel like 
that's almost part of the skill of songwriting and producing is knowing be like right this is this is a good point to stop i should stop fiddling with it (laughs) yeah uh because because like you know you play it on you do it on the studio version right and i feel like this is for jordan like of, of all of all people like you 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 lay it out in the studio but then when you perform it live i mean would you guys each of you like tweak it i feel like you know, a different version of it, because I think that's really cool, too, because there's a whole different art performing live as opposed to being in the studio. Right. We do have. A, well, I wouldn't say it's like a different version of it, but I feel like because I've I've got quite a bouncy energy on stage. Like I just love to like just go crazy and run about. So like naturally, it's kind of difficult to do those like, I don't know, in the heavier bits do like, say, the more deaf Corey kind of vocals. Yeah. So like I kind of like keep it at like a mid range scream. But also I've got to think about how I can interact with the crowd as well and what things I can say um, kind of in between the song, you know, if it's splitting the crowd apart and doing like a wall of deaf or whatever. But these are actually all things that we've kind of thought about in our writing process as well is like having enough kind of gaps where we can interact with the crowd also um so yeah i guess it is if you see us live it is it is definitely different from the studio i love that you i love that you said that because as i was hearing the album i was thinking to myself i always do this when i hear albums i always imagine it in a live setting i'm like okay this is this is where the circle pit's happening okay this is the breakdown this is where people are going to go batshit crazy this is going to be the closer by the way you guys set the tone with Fade to Black. I, I love that track because it's really hard to set the tone with an, with an album like this. Okay, what song should we pick to kick off this album? Fade to Black is perfect. I mean, um, I don't know if you guys are kicking off the shows with that song because that is a, that is a perfect way to kick off anything. We, I, actually, I, we actually finished with Fade to Black. Oh, that's that's so even that's, better. <laughs> yeah. So that's the one where we kind of like, we get people to crowd surf um so we've got like a whole like intro to that bit as well where we're like everybody get up here get up here right now and like people just get on the stage and yeah it's just people go wild to that song so i haven't crowd surfed in like 10 years but if you guys play this live i may i may do it for y'all i mean it's just <laughs> we're, we're gonna hold you to that all right hey hey you you will hold me to that we're gonna we're gonna do this now real quick um uh, we gotta talk about dropout kings and kane hill because they they were guests on this album i mean talk about those guys i'm sure it, it i made it made it even like almost to the point where, okay, Dropout Kings, I got to meet them up here now, you know? I wonder if, if you guys had that feeling, having someone like these bands, and I love those bands, you know? that it, it, I feel like it added on another layer for Borders. Yeah, we had a we had a bunch of, like, super, super heavy vocalists, because with it being the heaviest song on the album, we were like, we need to bring someone in that's, like, really, really, really heavy. Um, and, like, you know, he has got that, but at the same time, Again, and I know it's a little bit cliche, but he's just such a creative in a lot of the stuff that he does in Kane Hill. You know, there's a lot of talking bits and like the the dynamic range of his like voice is a bit mad as well. And we were like, I just, I mean, this whole album is just about us just sort of going at it from a creative standpoint and just hoping that it works. So rather than giving it to the guy with the heaviest voice, let's give it to somebody that we think can put something you know, different on it. Um, and it's not just a constant scream fest, you know, he like builds up to it. He's like talking, he's obviously got a completely different accent to Geordie. So it's a very obvious um, feature slot. Um, and uh, yeah, the, when, when it came back, we were just like, that's everything that we needed it to be. And uh, yeah, it gave us all the stiffy. 
Yeah. Uh, drop a king. Is it? Is it Adam? I forget his name. Uh, Wait, yeah, Adam Ramey. Adam Ramey. Yeah, yeah. Adam man. Uh, Jordan and Adam on stage together. I mean, I'm just saying, like another tour in the works. Tom Tom lost his mind, so I think he's he'll he'll be back in a second. But uh, <laughs> I was gonna talk about. So this next part, I want to talk. Sorry, but yeah, continue. You get Tom. So okay. an, an, another we need layer... to cut this part because like Jordy's just said the wrong name of the guy. What did you say, Jordy? He's not called Adam, mate. We're talking about dropout kings now. Dropout kings. Dan Dan's gonna be oh, all right. This whole correcting. time I was talking about the wrong person. <laughs> on tour with the guy for three weeks. It's Adam Ramey. Yeah, yeah. I thought we were talking about Elijah. No, no, it was Adam oh. Ramey. <laughs> all right, now we're now we're even. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, we could, we could. <laughs> we were talking about nothing wrong with me. I thought we were talking about Dan. You're good. Never Dan, mind. You're good. It's all hey, good. You guys it's just played. Good. You guys just played a bunch of crazy shows. That you, you guys, you're you're excused. Um, now this <laughs> next part, um, you know, Jordan, you you briefly touched on this because you know between writing and structuring the songs and the production process, like we just talked about. Uh, keep all this in mind as I'm asking this, and this goes for uh, Tom and Dan as well because. Uh, I, parts of albums that i'm really like interested in you know the lyricism throughout you know bloom season right i feel like there are multiple messages it feels like but collectively it's one powerful one altogether it really resonates at a time like today because you have a song like supper for example it's about the state of our you know the ruling class politicians etc then you have a song like godless which is about you know questioning questioning your excuse me your faith during your darkest hour and then fade to black we talked about it slaves to the system and social media i begin to think of like the tangibles of like a theme or a message to your music guys like is there one is there multiple like how important are themes to you is that a big component of songwriting for a band like borders yeah it's i mean it's multiple themes but it's all things that we've struggled with over the past three years so um godless i wrote when my dad was taken into hospital and um it was just like that evening kind of questioning if there was a god why would he allow this kind of thing to happen you know people go through grief people go through some awful things in this world um so you know that was an important song topic but then we talk about things like mental health yeah. drug abuse um social media addiction like all things combined for like our kind of age group growing up that's like struggling with all of these things um and yeah we've said this quite a few times in interviews but this album was kind of like therapy for us because like as much as it was like it, it was my struggles and it was the rest of the guy's struggles as well but at the end of the album we all feel in a better place like i'm sober now so I haven't drank for like, in two weeks, I, I, I'll have been sober for a year. Bro, congratulations, man. Dude, Thank that's... You, Thank you. So I'm going to be but, smiling for the rest of the day after hearing that. That is, that's great. But, that's so yeah, great. Yeah, you can, like with Bloom Season, you can interpret it kind of like how you want. We're getting messages from people. Uh, you know, I had someone that struggles with disassociative personality disorder, and she sings to herself every day. There's nothing wrong with me um you know we get a lot of people who say actually i've suffered with drug abuse and like they might hear it and it connects with them 
for a different reason but it's amazing that it's resonating with so many people going through different struggles that's that's the point it's not just one thing there's there's a lot of stuff going on in this world and um yeah it's um it's been it's been really therapeutic i feel like this conversation has been therapeutic too because you know we're we're getting all this out there and i mean you guys are tired as fuck but it's it's really important to you know, talk about your successes and you guys are going to be even more successful now going forward. Jordan, I, I want to point something out. It's not easy to talk about the uh, subject topics that you are, you know, you can't just sit down and just talk about mental health. You know, I struggle with that too. I have the worst anxiety of anybody else. Like, I mean, I'm telling you, you know, I, I know I'm sitting here and I'm conducting this interview and it sounds like I got my shit together. I don't, that's, I want to point that out there. You know, uh, talking to you guys is like a release for me because you know, it's not just another interview. It's a conversation. It's something that I owe it to myself. Metal music, the mu- bro, the music that we are intertwined in, it saved my life. You know, I'm not afraid to admit to that. I wouldn't be here today if it wasn't for, you know, Slipknot or Testament, Lincoln Park, even, you know, bands that, you know, we look, I, I look up to going forward, you know, going forward. And then you're Jordan and Dan and Tom, you guys are seeing results. What you just talked about with the fans reaching out to you. You're not only talking about it, but you're you're transforming it into an outlet that is so productive that it's it's reached out to someone in Dallas, Texas, like me. You know, that's an important thing to know. And this podcast isn't just going to be on just YouTube. This is going to be around the world. We're on all streaming platforms. So people are going to be hearing this. So whoever is out there, you know, pick up this album. You know, if if you need a release, this was a release for me too. hearing the emotion of, of a track like Suffer. Like that's all, that's a great track, you know, and, and I hope you guys do like a music video for that. I don't know if there's a music video, but I'm just a, I'm a fan for theatrics that deserves its own music video. Cause it's such a great song, but you know, and, and then, and then uh, the, the track with nothing wrong with me, that track, I felt like it spoke to a lot of people who deal with those things. Like there is nothing fucking wrong with me, you know? And um, anyway, I feel like we could talk about that part forever as far as like talking about the themes and the subject matter, because I really felt that I, I wanted to save that part for this conversation. So uh, thank you for just sharing all that, Jordan, because like I said, it sounded easy to talk about it, but the way you, you know, transformed it into this outlet on, on a beautiful album like this, I think it's, it, it needs to be celebrated, you know? Again, you guys are tired, but make sure you guys are <laughs> celebrating too. Uh, Dan and Tom, if you wanted to, uh, uh, you know, share your thoughts on this, because I feel like this can, do you guys see this album as a snapshot of where you are in a certain time in your life? You know, a year from now, two years from now, because I'm a nostalgic person. When I hear albums, it trans, it transports me back to a certain time in my life. I don't know if bloom season does that for you. I think, um, I think it definitely will in the future um, because there's so much of us in, in the tracks and, and they are so personal and, you know, like Jordan was saying, there are tracks that are about each one of us or, or things that multiple members have, have suffered with or been through. And I think, um, yeah, I think, you know, um, uh, Jordan said it before, you know, I think music does have a big part in people's mental health. I think it can, it can literally change your mood. And I think a lot of people um, use it for good reason to, to, to help them through tough times. And I think even just knowing that there's other people out there that might be feeling the same as you when you're at your lowest point. I think that's, that's all stuff that's, that's helpful. And, um, you know, if we can do that for literally one person or anyone at all, it's amazing. Um, and I think, yeah, I think I will feel nostalgic for it though. When I, when I listen back to this album, I think it's definitely, 
Um, it's got a bit of all of our kind of like young adulthood lives in there. I think, you know, it's, it's, it's got a bit of um, what a lot of people go through growing up, a lot of the first problems that you come across. And unfortunately, a lot of people have to deal with. So I think I will definitely feel nostalgic for it listening back. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's definitely a snapshot of, you know, like, as Tom was saying, um, unfortunately, what people of our kind of like generation have or are going through in terms of relationships or substance abuse or grief or, you know, and uh, it would be very difficult to listen to it and not be able to relate to that time in our lives um, because it, it really is just a piece. Of, it's just a, a load of music that pretty much encompasses what was going on with all of us um you know over the past three years so yeah man and this was a release for us i feel like just this was therapy for me as well so I, I hope you guys got as much as out of this interview as as i did because you know i know we're clocking in about an hour here but I, i'll let you guys i don't want to keep you guys for too long but i know we've covered a good amount on ground on this Awesome conversation. I'm going to have you guys on again for a wings interview. We needed the wings for this, I feel like, because here's the thing. When we talk about the, the topics we do, the wings are like, it, it's like a trippy, it, it takes you on like a mind trip because it's so hot. Like you'll, yeah. you start crying and you start, oh my God, this album was so good. And then you start biting in your wings. Like we've done this with, with bands. It's so great. We did it with a band called uh, Capra. Shout out to Capra. They're signed with Metal Blade Records. They're a hardcore band. So if you guys haven't checked them out yet, um, so we'll do the wings interview. So that's something to look forward to in the future. Um, but I want to thank all three of you. You know, thank you so much for sharing about who you are and you know what borders is all about. You know, representing even your home country of, of UK in the form of the display of art that you guys are, you know, from the different experiences and perspectives in your timeline that you've taken in, which we have discussed about, you know, performing for as long as you have, and the people you have met and worked with during these two yet amazing records. You know, the, the touring, the growing fan base, the messages you're getting, Jordan. I mean, this goddamn pandemic that we're pres presumably like getting through now, your relationship with each other, you know, yourself, you know, the music. I know it's early in Borders' career, but I I'm excited to see where you guys go from here. And one of those places is Dallas, Texas, of course. But there's definitely <laughs> a, a level of inspiration to, you know, what you guys are doing here and you're seeing results I'm going to round it out to this last question because, you know, have your aspirations as musicians or hell as, as human beings, have they changed or evolved since when you first started performing in the industry? Like, do you guys see things differently today? I think so. I think, I think you gain a lot of perspective when you get to, you know, we're not a massive band by any means, but I think, if you know if, if if i could speak if me and dan could speak to when we started the band in 2012 whenever it was or if we were looking at a band of our size if we were looking at borders not in it we'd be like wow those guys are massive you know how must be so cool to be on their level i think when you're there you're like there's still so much room to grow and i think that's something that um uh you kind of learn by doing it um and uh, I forgot where else I was going with that. I think on, this, on the flip side of that. This, this um, is where Dan takes over. <laughs> on, on the flip side of I that. Like, you there you go. <laughs> we, we'd, uh, you know, like for me anyway, uh, uh, pre-borders, in fact, like 
you know, you'd see some like crazy massive bands playing like Download Festival in the UK. That's, you know, the biggest metal rock festival. In uh, the UK. You guys are going to be in full force this year. That Don't forget uh, next year. Sorry. I mean, that's a huge deal. OK, so. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's, uh, you know, I'd, I'd see a band on there and be like, I want to do that. Can't be that hard. Can't be that hard. <laughs> Here I am 10 years deep into this project. We're not quite at that level yet, but, you know, we'll keep grinding and we'll get there. You know, my, my mindset from that perspective hasn't changed. Um, and uh, I'm just glad that, you know, year on year we grow more and more. You see lots of bands um, sort of peak out. And then, unfortunately, after that, they'll just either stay at that level or kind of start to fall off a bit. But I still feel like we're very much on the up and we're only really just getting started. Jordan? Yeah, man, you know what? I... I've just got so much appreciation for for what we do and how far we've we've come. I was when I was I think I spoke to you earlier about when I was fourteen and screaming in my bedroom to uh, bring me the horizon, and I just always had this vision in my head of just being on stage. I didn't care how many people were were there. Um, and then when I was sort of like sixteen, seventeen, getting in local bands, playing my hometown. Um, so I've kind of like worked on what I do from the ground up and like. Now we're playing Download Festival. We're playing Boontown Festival. Like we've got these tours around the UK. Like it's insane. If if I could go back as my younger self and just like vi- envision this, um, is that the right word? Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. This is your uh, platform, man. You can say whatever the fuck you want, <laughs> man. All right. <laughs> um, I like, mate, I would be gassed. That's a British uh, thing, by the way. Have you heard that term before? Gassed. Yeah. It's like, yeah, I'll I'll probably use it a lot more now because of you. (laughs) (laughs) Let me tell you something. Yeah, it's just it's it's uh, it's it's good playing shows, man. That's that's what it's about for me is is that live energy. Um, I mean, like obviously writing a record is awesome. Being able to put that music out to people. But like being able to perform it is is an experience. It's it's like a drug. It's a drug for me, especially now I can't have any other drugs. So and and here's the thing. Here's the thing about that. We love metal music because of that, you know, it's, it's because of the live presence that you guys have on stage, that interaction with the fans. And it's important because what is it? Uh, what, two years ago, people were doing all these, <coughs> excuse me, um, these, you know, at home shows, you know, uh, uh, what is it during the pandemic? And it was cool to mosh in your own room. Right. But how much longer can you do it for? Because the interaction with the fans, there's nothing like it. I'm not knocking the other genres like country or hip hop or whatever it is. I love those genres, but when it comes to metal, there's you you can't top it, you know. It's that it's that feeling you get. You can't really explain it from the outside, but you also can't you know tell someone from the inside like, because it's it's something real, you have to, you have to feel it. It's definitely like a real family, like especially in some of our communities. Like you know, if someone falls down in the pit, you pick them up. Like yeah. if you, um, there was a girl at our most recent show who was there for the band before us. And they were a like a pop punk band or maybe like a rock pop band. So she'd never listened to metal before. So um, she was she was basically she was having a panic attack. Really? What the band, what the band did, uh, another supporting band, is um, they saw her going through it, went up to her, took her out of the room, got her some water, sat her down. Like seeing these like acts of kindness within our community, just it makes me proud, you know? That's really cool. I didn't even know about that. That's and, yeah. and and you know, a crazy thing about that is I have friends, like personal friends of mine, 
um, I'm not going to name them, but they would purposely don't, they won't go to metal shows because of that, you know, because they had that social anxiety being around a lot of people. So they actually benefited off the pandemic, seeing all these at home shows that, you know, these bands would do, you know, the live streaming and whatnot, whatnot. And then finally, that really allowed this person that I'm talking about opened up and they actually went to a show. And of course I accompanied them. Uh, it's a really cool story. Like they actually like, wow, I can't believe I've, I've waited 20 something years to not go to a show. You know, I've been so, you know, not scared, but you know, it's, it's, I, I to, to your point, Jordan, uh, a panic attack, something like that. It's, it's a serious thing to talk about. So, um, but you know, it's, when you're around the right people, the right support, you know, the, it really goes a long way. And that's something that, um, that's something to uh, take hold of. So um, anyway, I feel like I'm going off on a tangent here, but I, you know, just trying to uh, add on to the point that you made, but uh, guys, this has been awesome. Uh, just to let you know, USA did score. It is halftime. <laughs> it is one. nothing. <laughs> I was like, should I even tell them to score at this point? <laughs> but uh, guys, let's stay in touch, man. This has been so great. I, I uh, give all my best to Gavin, man. Um, hopefully he, we can come on. I got to bring all three, all, all four of you guys for another podcast. Cause this has been great. I feel like we could talk forever and ever about, about all this stuff, you know? Um, uh, but do you guys have any like last words? Is anything else you'd like to share or promote as far as uh, borders and bloom season before we finish things off here? I don't know, maybe like a new music video or or tours. <laughs> I don't know what you can and cannot say, but whoever wants to just talk that about generic. That. Well, we can't say <laughs> too much. But, so uh... here's here's the thing about that. When does festival season start next year? Because you guys, I'm sure you guys are going to be lining up for festivals next year. Um, we have a festival here called. The So What Festival here in Dallas. Oh, dude, I'd love so, to play that. Um, we so interview under fire. We covered it last year. It was absolutely amazing. Um, so another thing I was thinking about when I was thinking about Bloom season, I'm gonna try to get you guys on that uh, show because it's a three day festival. I mean, we had bands here like The Ghost Inside, Hate Breed, Devil Wears Prada. I mean, and all the way to. Uh, freaking Waka Flock of Flame. It, it, it was <laughs> it, Rebecca Black. We had pop. It was rock. It was it was it was hip hop, metal, all the genres. Shout out to Mike Zimer, by the way, who's the organizer for that uh, festival. But it, you know, we covered it last year. It was absolutely amazing. You guys would fit right into that bill. Like holy shit! I mean, it was unlike anything else. Yeah, I think I think I Prevail headlined the first night, and then the uh, Under Oath before um, headlined the next night. Simple Plan and Some Forty One was there. I mean, it was it was amazing. It, it was one of the craziest festivals I've been I've been, been a part of, and I I don't feel like it's talked about as much. But it's in May. I think it's going to be in May next year before the European festivals start to kick off. So I think you guys will have time to you know come here and then go out for that. Like we had um we had chunk we had chunk no Captain Chunk come down just for that one show in Texas, and then they flew back to the UK to do a show. They just came here for that one show. And I got to, I, I interviewed Bert from Chuck, no Captain Chunk. Great guy, by the way. I interviewed him. He was like telling me, yeah, this is just our first, only show in the U.S. We're just coming here for this one show. And then they flew back the next day. So that's how big that festival is. So hopefully you guys can actually come to that festival. I'm going to yeah. do whatever I can to lobby for you guys to play there. So <laughs> I know a lot of the organizers for that festival. It's going to be batch of crazy, but in a good way. So um let's stay in touch guys all right uh i'll let you guys know when this episode drops be keen for that 
yeah and uh um i'll keep you guys posted once this episode drops um any any last words from uh dan tom i feel like i interrupted y'all sorry <laughs> no you're getting, good man getting excited <laughs> you're all good. no man it's it's, uh, it's just nice to know that the the album you know as you were mentioning earlier that it's um uh struck a nerve with you um as as well as it has done because you know there's no bigger compliment than knowing that it's um touched somebody on an emotional level so it's just good to know that you dig it tom <laughs> is tom done talking like he's like he's been quiet for like the last like 20 minutes <laughs> <laughs> no i'm here i'm here uh i i in terms of like uh shout outs and last promos just give bloom season a try if you haven't already and we also did drop the new video for i get high yeah uh, so uh yeah that's it but thanks for having us on man Loved no it. thank you guys and and make sure you listen to purify as well i'm, I'm gonna beat <laughs> myself up about that uh also also a great record but everyone is listening this is jordan tom and dan from borders bloom season is out now on a rising empire if you could do me and them a favor buy the record uh because the bands can't do it without your help i'm old-fashioned guys i'm very picky on you know i i collect like actual like the actual hard copy because you know i have like vinyls and cds that's sitting in the corner of my room everything's digital these days but i'm i'm old-fashioned like that but uh that will go a long way um and then you guys also have your own uh website where people can buy merch and and everything else in there right okay yeah and uh yep and then don't forget you can listen to this podcast on all major podcast streams out there Check us out on interviewunderfire.com. Uh, guys, much love uh, from the bottom of my heart. Nothing but the best for you guys from here on out. Have a great week. Have a great holiday season. Um, uh, great game for the rest of today. <laughs> Don't hate me. <laughs> Go USA. That's all. I mean, uh, who knows? Who knows what will happen? But um, <laughs> Thanks for having us, man. Appreciate we're going to talk yeah, later, all right? Stay in touch. Much, much love, guys. Thanks, See you later, dude. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Later. Hey guys, thanks for listening to Interview Under Fire podcast. If you guys liked what you heard, please subscribe and share our channel. And please leave a five-star review as that helps us tremendously. If you'd like to check out more, visit www.interviewunderfire.com or our social media channels on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. And finally, we want to thank you all for the support you've been giving us. Keep it burning.